Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, everybody. It's July. It's hockey season. It's Biscuits Calling a Hockey Podcast. I am Dave Lozo here in Brooklyn, and you know my friend Sean in Canada. It's me, Sean, in Canada. Hi, Canada. Do you like contract extensions? Oh, boy, do I. I hope everybody else does. I hope they do, too, because that's kind of mm. all we got going on in, uh, in the NHL world right now. No Eric Carlson trade. No Max nope. Pacioretty, Mm-mm. Phil Kessel, Panarin. Nobody. Nobody nope. got traded. Uh, and for, I'm surprised Carlson still is. Like, I don't know what's Ottawa holding out for. What are you doing? I think you know they're holding. I, obviously, the bidding war is not happening. That it. And and the thing is, we've got. There still seem to only be two teams, and this is based on what we've heard, and maybe what we're hearing isn't isn't accurate. But if it's only Dallas and it's only Tampa. You kind of need, yeah. But who's going to step up? Like, if no one stepped up yet, like, like there's no, there's, there isn't like a team that really wants Eric Carlson that hasn't made themselves known yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like there's a team somewhere that's just like, they're like again. I think I might have made this metaphor some reference somewhere else, but it's not like in trading places where Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy are waiting for the price to drop and then they're going to start buying the frozen concentrated orange juice. Like it, everyone who wants Eric Carlson probably has already let them know they want Eric Carlson. You so think. I'm, I'm just surprised on. that. We haven't seen the reports out of Ottawa or out of wherever saying that there is a third team now involved, like an unnamed, the mystery team hasn't shown up. Not because nope. I think that would influence Dallas or Tampa necessarily, but maybe that might shake somebody else out. Like if you're, if you're Vegas and you think maybe San Jose is in on this, does that bring you back to the table? Or if mm. you're, yeah. you know... I don't know if you, if you're a, if you're an Atlantic team, they've kind of been out of the mix. But if you suddenly think that maybe the Rangers are in on this, or you know, whoever, uh, does that maybe bring you back? You know, even if it's just pick up the phone and call Pierre Dorian and go, okay, where are we at? Is you know, what's the price at right now? Is there anything I can do? I'm I'm surprised because it it right now. And again, I'm not I'm no insider. I'm not claiming like I would know what what's happening. But from the reports we're reading. It's only Dallas and Tampa, and, and clearly, it sounds like both Dallas and Tampa have kind of said, "Here's our offer. Here's what we'll do, but we're not looking to increase this." So, uh, what do you do if you're Pierre Dorian? Do you get it over with and take a bad deal, or do you wait and hope something changes in the next six weeks before camp? 
Well, I, I am an insider, and my sources that are totally real, forgot that, not yeah. made up. Not yeah, I didn't make them up right now. I, I would guess that maybe Tampa isn't having an easy time moving out the salary because they have so many Good. trades. Well, they, I think that they shouldn't have an, an easy issue. time. Like every right. team they call sure. should be like you know, and they're like, "Hey, can we give you Ryan Callahan?" Every team should be like, "Yeah, just so I'm clear." <laughs> this is so that you get Eric Carlson and you're pretty much going to win the Stanley Cup next year. Hmm. Yeah, gonna, you know what? I think it's going to take, take more than a third-round pick for me to... Uh, <laughs> especially teams in the Eastern Conference. You think they would yeah. be... If you're Dallas, you're probably like, hey, we want to sign you to a long-term extension. And Eric Carlson's like, eh, how many times have you guys made the playoffs the last like four years? I don't know if I kind of want to live here the rest of my life and play for you. So maybe that's holding that up. And yeah. It's not a great situation, is it? Here's here's another thing that somebody made this point to me on Twitter, and I hadn't really thought of it, but they said that if if Tampa is out there shopping guys, trying to make deals to to free up the space for uh, an Eric Carlson trade, should teams like the Leafs and the Bruins be out there trying to block them? And and basically, what that would mean is if if they go to the Rangers and they say we'll give you this draft pick if you take Ryan Callahan. Should the Bruins or the Leafs be going and saying, no, no, we'll we'll give you a draft pick to just not do that and just try to close as many doors as they can to keep Tampa from being able to make this move? I don't see why. Why wouldn't it be, right? I mean... Is, is that legal? Can you do that? Can you just be like, here, here, here's here's a second. Don't make a trade with it. I think you'd have to probably you, give them like... I, I, I mean, I don't know how you do it. I, and no, that doesn't probably make, that have to no be like a handshake work. element of it. But, uh, yeah, just, just to go in there, because those are the two teams, right? Like, the Leafs and Bruins are probably the two teams that are most hoping that Carlson doesn't go to Tampa, because then they've got to get, just to get out of the division, they've got to go through that monster that they'd have there. So, you know, just, just this idea that you call up some, you know, you call up Jeff Gorton and go, hey, what, what would it take to just get you to not help Steve Eisenman right now and, and just kind of see what, what would happen? You this is going to end up like the Rangers are going to get more from the Leafs for not doing anything than the Senators are going to get from Dallas for trading the best defenseman in the world. It's anyways. Th- this is the kind of thing I like the idea because it's the kind of thing GMs would do in a league where GMs were really trying to win. And like I was just going to say that like there's no it, like it totally makes sense, but it's like offer sheets yeah. like they don't do those, so they're not going to do this. No, they they probably wouldn't, but it's kind of like it's it, it's one of these. It's another one of these things where like. NHL GMs wouldn't do it, but you would totally do it to win like your office football pool. You would absolutely, oh, for sure. You know, if you were if oh, if you sure. were like in the next cubicle and you heard someone negotiating a deal, you'd be like, no, no, let me. I'm going to get in on this and just to just to screw it up. But you know, that's why we're not NHL GMs. That's why we don't get invited to the golf parties. And nope, we're just we're 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 too we're outsiders. We're, we're we we think too outside the box for the current state of the nhl maybe like in 10 years we'll, we'll get those gm jobs like maybe in seattle when that becomes a team but yeah for now you know we're, we're the people that give away the free ideas on the podcast and then you know some some young handsome full head of hair gm comes in and is like hey i'm gonna give you this so you don't do that and he's gonna be like who taught you that and he's gonna be like yeah. thought of it on my own could be thanks well, kyle dubas that, now you know kyle there's the idea from me <laughs> via some person on twitter who sent it to me so. <laughs> who did this fam <laughs> kyle Davis did <laughs> exactly you got it uh all right so since we're thinking outside uh, the box oh God. uh let's let's go through some of these extensions that got handed out because last week was 
Last week yes, was extension yes. week, especially for goalies, which is always <laughs> tricky because goaltending is voodoo and nobody knows how it works. It's voodoo, as James Rose so, says, voodoo. Let's let's start with the big one. Marc Andre Fleury. Get oh, oh there it is. <laughs> Marc Andre Fleury coming off a fantastic season, coming off a, a, an amazing playoff run, gets the Golden Knights all the way to the Stanley Cup final, possibly the best year of his entire career, uh, and and mm-hmm. also is now the franchise icon. He's he's the face of of that franchise, beloved in in Las Vegas and and what have you. But he is also. 33, 34 years old, something like that. Had one year he's left old. on his deal. He's, he's hockey so old. So they didn't have to do this now. But they gave him three more years. So 2020, 21, and 22 at $7 bucks a year. Yeah. It's indefensible. It really is. It's indefensible in so many ways because... It's indefensible in a vacuum just because of his age. Even though I don't know why we, I don't know why I always put contracts in vacuums because that's a bad place for a contract. You're going to lose it. It's going to get all covered in dust and like dirt and like, you know, stray toenail clippings. You don't want to put a contract in a vacuum. I'm just saying for this case, you put the contract in a vacuum and it's still bad because it's it's 21 million over 3 years for a really old guy who's been basically average or below average for a long time before this past season. But there's also this thing where it's like, well, they're the Vegas Golden Knights. They're an expansion team. They need a face of the franchise. They need to get to the salary cap floor and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, but I kind of thought that once they kind of had the season they just had, you would sort of adjust. Like, yeah, it's your first year as an expansion team. And you say to yourself, boy, you know, we're going to stink for a while. We better just, and then, hey, look at this. It turns out you don't stink. Is what they did last year repeatable? I mean, probably not. But I feel like once you go out and you get Paul Stastny, you're saying, hey, look, you know, we can be a playoff team again next year. Let's go do that. Let's start, you know, trying to win now. And then you give Marc-Andre Fleury this contract where it, it's it's got real potential to submarine your efforts to be good when you don't want to be bad anymore as an expansion team and maybe compile picks. So why I get I get like I can't understand, I guess, the value of having him be super popular and how he brings fans. He's a fan favorite and all that. But like, at some point. If you're the fan favorite and you're clocking in at 9.05 and you're costing the team wins, like how long is he going to be the fan favorite? So I just, yeah. it's bad on a lot of if, levels, man. If if he, if his contract was up this summer, that too, then yeah. I would kind of get it. Because right. then you're then you're just in an impossible situation. you got to sign him. Your fans love the guy. He's coming off a great year. You, you, you almost just have to hold your nose and do it. But... He doesn't need the contract. He's he need he has one year left on his deal, which means you can just go into the season and say we'll you know we'll talk about it then, or you can you know let's let's have half a year and see how he's doing. Let's see if the if he's continuing to play at that level, and maybe if he does play at that level, maybe it costs you even more. But that's that's life, uh, or or maybe even go to next off season. I mean, what is is Mark Andre Fleury really gonna? just pick up and leave Vegas to go go to Calgary or something like that. Right. I mean, Goalies maybe don't go would. anywhere. Goalies never really move in free agency. They're really good well, Especially ones anyway. when they seem to, I mean, like, and, and that's, it's, it's, it's an argument for and against the contract at the same time that this seemed like such a perfect marriage with Marc-Andre Fleury and the Vegas Golden Knights and they loved him and he loves them and 
face of the franchise and smiles and everything, and the fans love the guy. So, you know, on the one hand, give him his money, but on the other hand, where's he going to go? Why, why do you have to throw the money at him? And it reminds me a little bit of what the Senators did last year with Craig Anderson, where you had a guy similar age, I think a little bit older, coming off a similar kind of miracle season, coming off a, a similar season in terms of being a great year statistically, mm-hmm. and even being a great story. I remember with you know Craig Anderson and his wife last year, it was, it was a great story. One year left on his deal, rather than let that year play out, they give him a multi-year extension. In the case of Craig Anderson, they give him two years. And Craig Anderson went out last year and was awful. And was in a situation where they're now stuck with this contract for two more years that is nowhere near what market value would be for a goaltender coming off his his year. In fact, to the point where we, we ended up having this debate in Ottawa where fans were trying to figure out, can you buy out Craig Anderson's contract that hasn't even started yet? Because it didn't kick in until July 1st. So when the first buyout window came in June, people were like, we need to buy out Craig Anderson. And they were like, you, you can't, that contract doesn't exist like <laughs> until next week so I'm, I'm picturing like a literal debate too in ottawa like like a town yeah. hall somewhere like we're like we did it in parliament yeah, yeah we yeah. stood up <laughs> recognized the honorable member from sen's nation it was uh, uh yeah I so it. i mean i'm not saying mark andre fleury is going to be terrible this year but he could be because he he's chance. a goalie yeah. so who knows right like i mean right. and I, I just don't, I don't know why you, like, again, stepping back, you know, as a GM, if I'm cold hearted and I'm just trying to win, this is the worst possible time to give a three-year extension to a goalie in his 30s when he's coming off a great year and you've still got one year. Like, give him one more year. Maybe he has, maybe you still love him as a goalie, but maybe he just has a rough year and that brings the price down because it's not like they got some discount. No. He, like, no. he is. It's bad. It's real bad. Also, like, also his concussion history too. Like he's one collision or like shot to the head away from like not being able to play. He's had some concussions, and you're gonna you know lock him in until he's in his late thirties. Yeah, I, I like just, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He will be thirty-seven. Half hit wise, he's yeah, he's like, gonna he's gonna be up there. And also too, this is also an, an example of how usually the whole negotiating one year in advance thing screws the player because like Artemi Panarin it's like hey let's sign a new deal he's like hang on I still got a full year left of my deal it's like oh we better trade you then this is like the inverse of that where suddenly the GM is screwed because of the whole year in advance precedent that GM's like you can wait sometimes you can just let your contract roll it to the trade deadline let's see what happens I just looked as Carey Price Henrik Lundqvist that's the only two goalies who have a higher cap hit than Marc-Andre Fleury when this deal starts now Maybe some other guys will get extensions between then. He'll be tied with Tuka Rask. I was gonna say he's tied with somebody, yeah. So it's not it's not a discount. And, and and this is the other thing where, you know, if I was a GM, one of the things that I would really push back on, because it's it's something that started I mean, this started up years ago and you heard it sometimes, but it's just become so common now and and GMs have just kind of let it fester to the point where it's it's accepted. But this idea of players saying, I will not negotiate during the season. And, you know, this is a case where I don't, I don't know if Marc-Andre Fleury took that approach, but, you know, he and, and his agent, Alan Walsh, could have gone to Vegas and said, we need a new deal this summer. We're not going to talk during the season. So if, if you don't sign us now, we go into 
pretty much into the offseason next year with free agency looming. I mean, if I'm a GM, I'm like, no, you you will negotiate during the season. The, the right. season is eight months. We don't, we're not going to be squeezed into artificial deadlines, you know, just because, you know, you're as a player, I don't want to be distracted by all this stuff. Well, that's, that's what you have an agent for. Like, exactly. This- also, yeah, like, unless you're Drew Doughty and you're negotiating your own deal, here, here's, here's how it works for a player. I'm guessing I've never played hockey for a living, but I'm guessing this is how it works during the season. Your agent does all the work. And then at yeah. some point in like November comes to you and says, Hey, here's an offer. I think it's good. I think it's bad. What do you think? And then for like a minute, you have to think about it. And then you get back to your agent and say, no, I'm going to pass. And then that's it. Then you don't think about yeah. it again until your agent calls you in two more months. Like, it's not as though, like, it's not, it's not like you're, you know, you're not like home all day, like on your, on your free time talking to your GM being like, all right, we need to do something here about the bonus structure in the third year. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're not, you have an agent for that. That's not, you're, you're not negotiating in season. Your you're not going to see a guy come in, like cut across the red line, take a shot and it goes right past Marc-Andre Fleury, who's not moving because he's like. <laughs> looking off making eye contact with his agent up in the press box running calculations like you're not i i like that this is one of the this is why i wouldn't last as a gm because i would be calling bs on the first you know i don't want to negotiate during the season what are you talking about you don't want to negotiate during? okay well i don't want to negotiate during the off season because that's when we're focused on other things you know we i got trades to make so i'm not negotiating like no you, you negotiate when you know work together towards a deal you know, it's the same thing with Tavares, same thing with other things. I you would go to these guys and be like, we need you to be willing to work with us during the two-thirds to three-quarters of the year that is taken up by the season where you're telling me you can't negotiate. So, mm. all right, I think we're both on the same page on that one that we 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 kind of get where Vegas is coming from, but, I, but we don't like that. And, and I mean, I think Horrendous. the odds of that deal looking good in year three are not great it's gonna look i'll tell you i'll tell you right now it's gonna look bad this year like they're not gonna do that again it's just like like what in your mind what number does he have to have for it to be worth it like 920 i mean next year the year the deal doesn't start next year but like the first year of the deal when it starts like you think he's gonna be 920 yeah i I mean what number does he have to have next year where you're not already right regretting it uh (sighs) yeah i I mean it's it's got to be up he's got to be you know 915 920 you would think I even even allowing that, yeah, maybe he makes a bonus for being the franchise player, and yeah, I, I understand that, and certainly, I mean, it's good in the room. Good I mean, I, room, I guess maybe, and maybe the flip side of this is, and, and maybe this is the point that that uh, that they were making is, you know, look at the playoff run he just gave you. How much money went into mm, the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights' pockets based on yeah. making the playoffs? Period. Let alone going to the final versus going out in the first or second round, which you probably would have done if, if Marc-Andre Fleury wasn't standing on his head. So, or, yeah, maybe or that's he where cost, he, he cost the money by being so good because it was a sweep in the first round. You only got two games. That's and then point. in the conference final, they played three in Winnipeg and two in Vegas. So I think they got the minimum there. Game Sent, five in Vegas would have been... Right. Yeah, right. You know, if, if, Mar- if Marc-Andre Fleury cared, he would have tanked a few games against the Kings and gotten them two more Selfish. home gates. Selfish. More concerned with his vacation time than the team's bottom line. So, all right. So, George McPhee, the GM of the year, unanimous pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't like that signing. But the other big goalie signing, Connor Hellebuck, gets mm. six years, 
at six million and change. Six point one six 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 six. Yes. One of those types of deals. Let me tell you. Yeah. L- here's my feeling on this deal. I don't necessarily like this deal either, because it, it's like I, we we always talk about this. Like there's there's been like one goalie in the last ten years who you can just lock in for a long period of time as like a nine twenty two nine twenty three goalie, and that was Henrik Lundqvist. I, Connor Hellebuck's been doing this for what, <laughs> like a minute. Well, here, here's here's Connor Hallibuck's career. Three years ago, he breaks in, basically backup duties, plays 20 games or so. He's very good. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets very excited. Last year, he goes in as the starter uh, and is not so good. Uh, not bad, but not great. And then to, to the extent that the Winnipeg Jets go out and say, you know what we need to do is we need to sign Steve Mason <laughs> right. to stabilize our goaltender. That was a year ago. That was a year ago. And then this this most recent season, he's great. And, you know, leads the league in wins and puts up fantastic numbers, workhorse, Vezina nomination, all of that sort of stuff. So, I mean, he's he's fantastic this year. Clearly, if this year is what you... And, and he's 24 years old. So, if if he just showed you who he is as a goaltender and you get this season for the next six years, you're laughing. You've got... you've I mean, you've... He, he'll be... He, he had a Carey Price type season... And he'll be making sixty percent of carry price money, and it's it, and it's an amazing deal. But also, if you get last year right. for six more years, you've got one of the worst contracts in the league. And this this is the one out of all of them that I just look at and I'm like, I just throw my hands up and I'm like, I don't because whenever I point at something and say I don't like that trade, I don't like that contract, like I feel like we have a duty to at least to some extent say here's what I would have done. Or here's what they should have done. With this, I look at it and I go, I don't really like that. And it's like, all right, well, what would you have done? And I'm like, I got, I have no idea. I have no I idea what you. you do with a young goalie who's had one amazing season and needs a new contract right now. Because Hallibuck, this is what this wasn't the flurry situation. He needed the deal uh, right now, I believe. Right, like this wasn't a uh, a one year in advance sort of sort of thing. So. I don't know. You you tell me. You what? You're Kevin Shevel Day off. You're you're tired from a long week of never making any trades. What do you do? I just don't like the length. I, it's not that I don't. Yeah. It's not the dollar value. I don't mind so much, but it's just locking in a goalie for that long is what bothers me. Because we've learned every every goalie in this league, like Carey Price, like hey man, Carey Price is great when he's when he's healthy for the most part, but he's also had some not great seasons. And you're locking him in for eight years. Like, yeah. I just don't like, like if they said, hey, four years and let's bump it up to six and a half to, to take care of you because you're shaving some years off this. Just because, it, you know, if he's if he's bad next year, I mean, it still sucks because he's still going to have three more years at that number. But just, ah, like, I get it. Like, yeah. the age he's at, it's not as though, like, he's like, going to decline is, because of age. But ugh. from the Jets' perspective, like, because he, he was still young enough, he still had... I, I don't know exactly, probably two or three more years, I'm guessing, of team control. Yeah, they're buying up four. some years. But, so they're yeah. buying his UFA years, which in theory is what you want to do, right? Like you, you don't want to pay big numbers for RFA years because the player doesn't have the leverage in that situation. It's the UFA years that you're that you're buying. And, just one year, uh, though. The, I don't know. It's just uh, Hockey is so yeah. weird to me. Like, like Nikita Kucherov can be really good for a longer period of time, and the team will just be, like, squeezing him. And then Connor Hellebuck. It's also it's also about, I guess, how star for goaltending Winnipeg has been since the Andre Pavlik yes. disaster. But Connor you know, maybe probably the best goaltender in Winnipeg Jets history already. 
and and I'm counting like both iterations of the franchise. Which Even is Baba Senza. Wow. How dare yeah. You? Better than Pokey Reddick. <laughs> Better than the Tim Shevelday era. Like it's yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to choose from. So I get it that it's like finally we think we have some stability. And and Connor Hallibuck's like it's not like he's some kid who came out of nowhere and just threw up a you know a great season. That, you know he's been a highly regarded prospect. He's been the future there for for a while. Right. But yeah, I, I think I'm I'm kind of more. I I would have maybe gone and said, let's do two years, to 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 the point where you know let's if if he's got three years left of team control, let's do two years and then try to figure out, uh, you know, we'll do it as kind of a bridge deal. He'd probably come in around this same number, uh, and I and do that understanding that if he puts up two more seasons like this, now you're in that kind of PK Subban situation in Montreal where they went to the bridge deal and it ended up costing them a fortune because he won the Norris and. They ended up having to make him the highest paid defenseman in the league. Maybe you take the same risk, but I don't know, man. I just, um, I remember when I was, I don't think this exists anymore, but when I was young, uh, the, the Blue Jays used to have a team policy that they would never give a pitcher more than three years on a contract. And, and it cost them some guys like they, they would lose out on guys, but they were like, this is team policy. We just pitchers do not. It's too hard to predict. We won't give more than three years. I and I always I wonder if like some NHL team shouldn't be doing that with goalies and just saying like it is team policy. We don't go more than three years on a goalie, and and it will will pay top dollar because he for those you know, three that's, years yeah. for those three years. But we're not giving out these you know six seven eight year deals. I, I like if you're gonna give six years to a goalie, a 24 year old who is just the runner for the Vezina is probably the ideal guy to do it, but. Ah oh, man, I'm I'm nervous. I'm like, this... like even Lundqvist, like they finally gave him his eight years, and you know they waited until he was about to go over the edge, and his 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 you know aging arc was about to go the wrong way. Like they, they mm-hmm. didn't pay him for the prime years; they're paying him for the back end when he's going to be in, you know not great anymore. Like like the yeah. Hellebuck deal could totally work out. I'm not saying it can't, but I just. I don't know. I just, I, I, it, it is, it is a little bit like pitching. Like, look at like, you know, look at like David Price with the Red Sox. Like he's awesome one year and next thing you know, the elbow goes and you got a $25 million a year pitcher for six years. And you're just like, what am I getting? CC Sabathia. There's so many stories in baseball, pitchers doing that. And in goalies, it's not about like the arm falling apart. It's just, I just think there's so many factors that go into how good a goalie plays. And, you know, what if Winnipeg is a completely different looking team in a couple of years and you find out that Connor Hellybuck is really just a product of the system or the players in front of him? And it's like, oh, man, we really paid for a guy we thought was going to be the difference maker when really he's just a part of the machine. And so it's so know. strange, like the, the the fact that you've got, you know, a, a guy at what we would all agree is the most the most important position. Like if you're going to play if you're playing game seven of the Stanley Cup final and I can go in and say here's a magic wand you wave this on one of your players and they will have the best game of their career you're going straight to your starting goaltender of course that's you see easily but yeah <laughs> but it, it it and yet it doesn't make sense to pay huge money necessarily to these guys because the it's just it, and it's not because of the goalies it's like our failure to properly figure out how to evaluate these guys and project them and uh and put a dollar value on them so I don't know. I, I mean, I this one makes me nervous. I like the odds of this one looking good by the end of the deal a lot more than the flurry one. Oh sure, but it's but it's a bigger risk too. You know, six years and who knows? Six years from the same the same talent evaluating group that thought Steve Mason was <laughs> worth a multi year free agent contract. 
All right, well, we're going to take a break, but we're going to extend the show should, by like a half hour. Should we hour. just do real quick, just since uh, since we're kind of doing the goaltending, should we, because you mentioned Bucicero's, yeah. he gets like a little mini deal. That's yeah. a, that's an awesome contract, right? For, for the Predators, would we agree on that? Or it's, as, long, as, long as, as long as we're ready to put UC Saros in a little earlier, I, I think it's a good deal. Because he's going to he's gonna, he's gonna basically to no. split time with Pecorine, and then he's going to do he's going to be the starter for two, they're going to have a starting goaltender for 2 years at 1.5 cap hit which is crazy. David yeah. Poyle is good at is good at this. He this knows. is what you do. This is sign your sign your goaltenders when they're right before everyone knows they're about to take over, but apparently Yusaros didn't know he's going to take over from Pekka Rene this year. They're just going to wait till Pekka Rene submarines the season and they're 21 points out of the playoffs and then they'll put in Saros once it's too late. No, That's I'm not, exactly. I'm still not mad That's about That's when you that. jump in. All right, now we can do our break. Let's do the break, uh, and we'll come back and we'll we'll talk more extensions. We'll talk we'll talk trades that that may or may not help a team circumvent the cap and uh, some other stuff. Uh, we got to get to the scenes too before this is over. We'll get to that. So stay tuned. Do you stay tuned to a podcast? I mean, you're not really tuned in. It's not a radio. You tune into a radio. Stay stay listening or whatever. I don't know. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. I'm glad you guys didn't leave. Because we have so much more to get to. And by so much more, I mean like two or three things. It's July. There's not really a ton of stuff. But but we're here. We are your July hockey podcast. Biscuits in July are great. Just put a little extra butter on them and they're, and they're great. And uh, speaking of putting extra butter on something, I don't know, that makes no sense. Um, Adam Henrique is a, is a very, very rich Anaheim duck. And this is also another example of the one year before your contract expires dealy that really makes me wonder why we even bother signing contracts if they're not going to be treated as though they end. I wonder if we'll see more of these now. Now that Tavares actually left, like I wonder if that scares some GMs into like, oh man, like if we let a guy get if 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 a player is going to pull the I don't want to negotiate in the season and by the time they get to the off season it's like I might as well listen to offers, you kind of have to do it the year before. Yeah. Or at least that's what the players are going to want you to think is that you have to do it the year before because that's easily in their best interest unless they're like a... It almost makes more sense to do it with a guy like Henrique because like he's not a star. You know what I mean? Like he would be coveted on the free agent market, but he's more of like a support piece that's really good as opposed to like an elite first line guy. So, you know, you want to lock that guy up. I can see why Adam Henrique wouldn't want to wait till his contract expires. Like yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah. Grab it now. Right. Like yeah. I, I understand if you're, if you're Mitch Marner and you've got one year left on your deal and you're about to play next to John Tavares and get, you know, right. maybe, maybe get 80 points, then yeah, hold off. But otherwise, yeah, grab it now. Good for him. Um, this, I mean, this deal isn't five years, 5.8 cap hit. It's a little high, but 
It's high. It's but it's not on the scale of deals that I don't like. I mean, this is he's a fifty point guy. Yeah, it's not great. Second but line. it's not terrible. This is this is high second line money now that by the second or third year of the deal will be pretty reasonable second line money. So he just has to still be a pretty reasonable second line guy by then. And that's no sure thing because he's 28 now and this deal takes him through to when he's what, 33 or whatever. So there is some risk, but I don't, I don't hate it. No, but I mean, I don't I see guess- a ton of upside. Like, I don't yeah. think he's suddenly going to bust through, but... No. But, I mean, I guess if you're in Anaheim, like, you have to have somebody under the age of 36 that makes decent money because at some point you're going to have to have other yeah. players besides this those is, guys, but... This is the youth movement kicking 20, in. 28. <laughs> oh, we're going man. young. We're, we're, we're locking up 28-year-olds for six years. Know. you got to accept some rookie mistakes, but <laughs> me young and exciting. Uh, and, then, and then speaking of young guys uh, getting extensions the the last one lies lindholm in calgary gets six years at a shade under five and this was okay this he was an rfa so he needed the deal right now or this in the off season and he gets a little bit under five but six years of it yeah sure yeah this is the one like when i said with henrique i don't see the upside this one does have upside right because the guy's 23 he as we as we talked about, he finally got away from that coach in Carolina who was <laughs> holding him down. Never going to see uh, him again. No, <laughs> well, that's going to be an awkward first day. Uh, but, uh, hey, he'll see him from behind for the first time. You're like, man, from behind, he looks a lot like my old coach. He's got the same like build and like oh, the same hair. Oh, wait no. a second. Oh Jesus! Yeah. No, no. I, yeah, I I mean no. I like this. I like this for. Calgary as a gamble and I say that like acknowledging that it is a gamble and it might not work out and three years in you might be like how are we paying five million to this guy who's giving us 40 points a year and that's kind of where he's plateaued at but this is you know the like I find NHL teams sign so many deals where the downside is that the contract is a disaster and the upside is that the contract is fine and There's nothing yeah. like, and it's like, okay, so you, you're like, you're taking all the risk and your best case scenario is it's, it's okay. Whereas contracts like this, there is a risk on the downside, but the upside is you, you maybe end up with a bargain for the next few years because he does find that next level of his game and of his production. And, and now you've got, you've got yourself a bit of a bargain. So I, I don't, I don't mind this one at all. I'd rather I'd rather you lose on a contract like this as opposed to overpaying for a guy into his late thirties. You know what I mean? Like if you get this wrong, it's like okay, but you know it's a it's a gamble. Every contract over like five years is a gamble. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So having done the, I think those are all the extensions, the big ones at least. Let's get to. We said there were no trades, but there, we lied. Because there was a trade. There's a Hall of Famer got traded. Yeah, to to a franchise known known for acquiring Hall of Famers. Known They're for building acquiring. a Hall of Fame roster to rival the Ring of the Honor in Arizona. Red Wings. The, the, the oh Hall of the Hall of the Hall of Retired Jerseys in Arizona is going to be a thing of beauty in a few years. You go to that building and it's Pronger, Dotsuk, Hosa, legends, legends. Marion Hosa gets traded from Chicago to Arizona in a multiplayer 
deal. But but basically, really, they are trading his cap hit, and they gave up a a young player in the deal. So Arizona gets something in exchange for assuming the cap hit, and it is a cap hit because the cap hit is like five million and change. But this is the, the those last three years. Remember, Hosa had one of those real back diving contracts that that from the last CBA where the last few years were clearly intended to be the retirement years and and as it turned out they were not for reasons that that he thought uh but he only makes one million dollars each of the next three years so he's got a five point something cap hit one million dollar salary because he's injured insurance covers 80 percent of that we're told so basically the coyotes are paying two hundred thousand dollars in real cash carrying a five point something million cap hit and getting a young player out of the deal and I think some people are looking at this saying makes sense. Some people are saying that this is, uh, you know, this is this is two teams working together and solving problems on both sides. Other people are unhappy because they feel like this is the Blackhawks circumventing the cap, or this this is the Coyotes circumventing the floor, and and that the, the, this this stuff just makes the NHL look silly. Where do you come down on that? I, I want to read you something that I find silly. That I of of all the things this this day from this trade was was the funniest thing to me, and it's the Blackhawks statement about Marion Hosa that they tweeted out, which I'm sure they emailed and stuff. But it's a it's a I, I forget who it was from. It just says statement from the Chicago Blackhawks, and it says today is another example of the leadership Marion has displayed as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks organization. When we approached him to discuss the idea of him waiving his no-move clause to allow us to make this move, it became clear this was a difficult thing for him to consider. After the success he has had in a Blackhawks jersey, the friends he has made, this is so stupid, throughout the organization, and the fact his heart will always be in Chicago, the thought of disassociating in any way from the team he has come to love was not something he really wanted to give any thought to at all. But as the consummate team player... He did what he has always done. He did what the team needed him to do in order to succeed. Now, now, Sean, I, well, I, I don't know the ins and outs of what it means to be a player in an organization who's, like, retired but still on the payroll. I feel like this trade doesn't matter to him at all. Like, he can still go to the Chicago Blackhawks Christmas party if he wants to. He can still yeah. roll in there and be like, Johnny T, what's up, buddy? Hey, man, how you, it's me, Marion. Remember me, Marion? I was on those cup teams. Like this, this, this notion that like yeah. he's, Security's he's sacrificing, not toss him out. right? He's marrying Hosa. Like, he, he, like, like this idea that like he, he did this, like he fell on a sword. Like, who, like he cares where he gets his check from. Like, it does, oh, this check has an Arizona Coyotes logo on it. Oh man, how am I ever gonna cash this at the bank in Chicago? Oh no, God, I hate I, this sport. I really and, do. And this is, <laughs> and and so people understand this is related to the fact that he had a no trade clause. So you can't, even though he's not playing, you need him to waive his no trade or no movement or whatever it is. And but you know what? There is a part of me that I can actually see this happening with hockey players, and not necessarily Marion Hossa specifically, but with I players where yeah. where they're like, "Hey, uh, we we need to move your cap hit, so we need you to waive your trade clause," and have the person be like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I want. I always I like the idea of being a Blackhawk. I just I don't." I like going on cap friendly and seeing my name on the cap friendly Chicago Blackhawks page. I don't know if I want people like at the end, like people to be like, oh yeah. And then he finished his, I don't know about that. And I can just picture a GM just being like, just sign (laughs) that calling the agent. Like, would you talk to him please? And the agent's like, maybe if you put out a statement about what a wonderful team player he is, (laughs) 
That would okay, yeah, great team player. Helping. What's cor- what's cornier? Th- this press release where they praise Marion Hosa for accepting a trade that will affect his life in no way, or like when players go back and have to sign a one day contract and retire oh, with God. some team. What's what's cornier? I don't even know. It, it's hard for me to pick one. Oh, uh, that was yeah. He's <laughs> being a team player by not being on the team anymore. So I mm. I, I mean. And, and I guess one thing that we should mention, because a lot of people mention this when when the trade first happened and like, there was kind of the original wave of outrage, is this isn't actually a case of the Coyotes making this trade just to get to the floor. The Coyotes are well over the cap floor already. They're they're actually middle of the pack in terms of spending purely for cap hit. Now, obviously, some of that is yeah uh, is in, but they've like their their cap hit right now. They're higher than the Flyers. They're higher than the Rangers. They're higher than the Maple Leafs right now in terms of in terms of cap hit going into next year uh so they didn't need this trade to make the floor this is in theory at least this is john jacob having lots of cap space knowing that he'll always have cap space and and using it to buy assets somewhere else it's kind of this idea that of weaponizing your your salary cap room um so you know in that sense i i I guess i have a hard time getting too worked up over the logistics of it, like the the idea that this isn't, you know, this isn't how it's supposed. To, well, but it is. Like th- this is how the league has worked for years now. I, I get why people are kind of more upset just because it's Chicago and you're talking. They're three time champions, and this is the cap is supposed to put the squeeze on them here and and bring them back to the pack. And when they seem to be able to shake out of it and and escape and find a way to regain that cap room, I get that that frustrates people. But this is what the NHL does. This is how it's it's worked, and clearly the NHL. Well, I say clearly the NHL doesn't have a problem with it because the NHL is approving these deals. But the NHL approved the front loaded deals too, and then made up a rule out of nowhere years later to retroactively punish them. So who knows? But I, I do. Yeah, I do find it funny that Gary Bettman is lecturing people about signing bonuses in the lockout year, and yet. Right from from what we've heard is apparently fine with with moves like this where Chicago can, you know they they gave they gave up a decent young player but it's it's not like the Coyotes didn't get a haul out of this I mean this this wasn't you know it's not like they they held them hostage and and got a ton they they got something my my issue is just the fictional guy they traded Mackenzie Entwistle like come on that's not a real yeah. person right that's just a like character from like Downton Abbey or something the NHL. 2018 name generator is <laughs> needs it needs a tweak because that's not realistic. Mackenzie Entwistle, hey, hello, love. Would you like to buy some pies? I'm Mackenzie Entwistle. How's it going, love? Uh, oh, boy, he's going to win MVP next year. And... Yeah, he's going to he's going to have like a 50 goal season, and then like people are going to be like, um, remember what you said <laughs> about Mackenzie Entwistle? Uh, what else? What else do we got? What else do we got to fill the hour here? I think that's pretty much it, actually. That's it. All right. That's, well, yeah, um, I don't. We can. We can do reader questions, though. You want to do reader questions? We can do a lot of reader questions. Let's see. Let's see what reader questions I got. Someone. Uh, oh no, that's a reply to something else. Hold on. I got to find the original tweet I sent out because 
I I didn't I didn't have the password to the biscuits thing because I like took Twitter off my yes. phone for the weekend. Which, by the way, I recommend doing it. Just not, not every weekend if you're someone who needs Twitter. But like, man, not looking at Twitter for like a full weekend is great because you miss all the you miss all the frustrating, sad, angry news, and you also miss the memes. Like, name a Muppet that you'd put in a movie that's got Muppets, but now there's no uh, more Muppets. That was great, wasn't oh, it? Oh my god, I man. can I can name a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's I remember seeing somebody tweeted that once. They're like, every Twitter meme is just. People yeah. basically saying, I can name a movie, and that's it. <laughs> and I, there's never been anything more true tweeted on that site. It's not a high bar, but... Like, I have no idea who Eric Alper is, but I, I assume that's what he does for a living. He just tweets out questions that people quote tweet. Yeah. Oh, quote I remember that this. movie. What is something about your... Uh, like, no, nobody... <laughs> Name something about your job that other people don't understand and literally nobody cares about and wants to hear. Oh, God. Actually, I try to think of jokes for those because I don't want to take them seriously. And I was really mad because somebody said it was the one where it was like, list all your jobs before you got into journalism. And I was going to do the uh, the song, I'm I'm a bitch, I'm a lover. I was going to do that. And I I searched it and someone had done it for the first time, like 30 minutes before me. And I was like, nope, damn it. Can't do that joke now. See, people don't... People who don't write jokes on Twitter don't know the stress of yeah. thinking of a funny joke, <laughs> being happy for three seconds, then immediately thinking, if I thought of this and it's funny, someone else probably beat me to it, and then searching. I know. And usually searching with, like, the wrong keyword, and then, like, that person did the joke but spelled it wrong, and then you get yelled at by everybody. I love that when you're like, you stole this joke from me. You're like, all right, guy with seven followers. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, all, right. all right, let's let's see some questions here. What do we got? What do we got from uh, from the question people? Uh, no. Let's see. Uh, somebody wants to know what we'll talk about on the show when there's nothing to talk about. You should have heard the first fifty you minutes just, there. You just New found out. Art overtag. Um, something about baby driver because Japers Rink tweeted me about baby driver this morning. Did Trump commit treason yesterday? Oh boy, this is just. Uh, there's a lot of Trump questions. A lot of like putting Donald Trump in charge of the NHL or switching with Gary Bettman, that kind of thing. All right, how about this? Uh, you get a time machine. This is from Cool, France 1. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. You get a time machine and two years to teach the game in skating. What historical nation would you bring back to beat Canada at hockey? I'm thinking High Rome or the Mongols during Genghis. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like Dennis Miller's burner account? Like, what is this? <laughs> this is... Holy smokes. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, babe, I bring back Charlemagne and have you beat him in hockey, is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's um, mag- Maginot line. I like the Maginot blue line. <laughs> I'm shaking my head, twitching right now, but it's you can't... Yeah, I, uh, I, I got to go with... I, I feel like two years wouldn't probably wouldn't be enough. Yeah, like if you taught like a country right now that doesn't know anything yeah. about hockey. With a time machine years. to go back to like high Rome and be like, all right, listen, neutral zone trap. The winger is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time machine. Yes. It's no, it's, it's, it's a car. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't focus. You, you don't know what ice is. Okay. Right, let me explain this concept. Yes. In, in a thousand years, this is what we do for fun, except it's not fun. And we all just yell at each other about it. What's that? I'm being stabbed. Okay. All right. Thank. I appreciate the stabbing. I was getting, I was getting tired of teaching this anyway. It's too yeah. hot back here. There's no air conditioning. Yeah. How do you keep the uh, ice you cool? Guys, you guys finish stabbing me and we're going to work on getting pucks in deep after the break.
All right, here's one. Here's here's one that might take some thinking. It's from Liam Neeson's uh, hashtag Key and Peel. Miss Key and Peel. Um, I've sent this question before, but I think it would be fun to hear. You have to construct an oceans type ragtag group of hockey players to steal all of the money that Seattle is paying to get into the league that they conveniently stored at the Bellagio. Who's your team? Who's our oceans? I feel like getting up to eleven might be a little bit hard yeah. here with no prep. I feel like it's hockey. I think you gotta go like Ocean Six at the most. Um, I would make I would make Matt Zuccarello the uh, the little flippy guy who does all the circus stuff because he can he's tiny yeah. and he can fit through stuff. Little guy, he's a little guy. Might be the smallest guy in the league. Maybe Nathan Gerby. I don't know if he's still in the league or not. To be honest, if Nathan Gerby's still there, I know Tyler Ennis got bought out. Go Matt Zuccarello. Matt yeah. Zuccarello be my guy. Yeah, um, you gotta go. You gotta go. PK Subban is like the George Clooney. Like the handsome, Char- dapper, charismatic leader. leader. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I don't know if this this relates directly to the movie, but I feel like Brad Marchand would really be helpful here just to like, just like go talk to the security guards. And within like five minutes, every security guard in the whole place would just have formed a little kick circle around this guy. <laughs> and just, just from his, just, he didn't even have to say anything. Just go and just let l- them see your, just, just, l- just make that face at them. And, just licks a security guard and just gets yeah. his ass beat for 17 <laughs> minutes while the Bellagio is being robbed. <laughs> yeah, just like we're just in the background just carrying carrying sacks with dollar signs on them out while everyone is just putting the boots to 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 Brad. So I, I think he's he's kind of like, he's got like a little bit of that Scott Kahn vibe in the movie, like the, the older brother. Um, who would be Bernie Mac? Bernie Mac's got to be someone who works in, he's got to be the inside guy because he was the dealer. We need like an inside, like a- maybe So it's like got to be a Vegas guy, right? Like, Flurry, I think is your- Oh, oh, I was picturing like inside the league. I was going to say like Andrew Ferentz, oh, okay. maybe like Andrew Ferentz because like he just got there and he's kind of new. He just, he just transferred into the NHL. What, and he's, what about Pronger? Isn't he still an active NHL player? <laughs> he's, a, he's a hall of famer and he's a member of the flyers coyotes yeah. and nhl players safety department he's, he's he's i mean he's the ultimate inside guy he's there right now you don't even and and plus you know i think if any if you're doing a large-scale crime like i feel like pronger would just show up anyways even if he wasn't invited maybe just he's be like are we making people sad today i'm in let's do it maybe maybe he's like he's he's either the brad pitt or the or the carl ryan or the saul saul guy because like he's he's gonna play a bunch of different characters because he's got access to all these different things like Brad Pitt was, um, well, he was the doctor in the. Oh no, maybe Brad Pitt was just yeah. the doctor and kind of just hung out. Like Carl Reiner. No, well, I guess Carl Reiner's kind of got the master disguise thing because he'd show up wearing the fake glasses and then he'd have like the beard one day and then yeah, not the other. So, and he's he's kind of the guy who's done the time on the inside. So yeah, that's I like that. Although who are we, who are we robbing? Who's Terry Benedict? There's no Seattle thing yet. Like we need to have like a bad guy in Seattle. Like who who? So we need like a really mean. GM we don't like like who would it be like who's a, who's a GM you want to see robbed or an owner I guess you want to see robbed is probably the better parallel like who's who's like a really rich guy we want to see stolen from well you want I mean Jeremy Jacobs I think would be the <laughs> first pick <laughs> but no, no it's got it's got to be like a rich guy who doesn't have a team yet who's going to be like yeah. I'm the new Seattle oh I see yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't know who's yeah who's gonna Elon Musk get in there. <laughs> yes <laughs> That would be, that's, that is the correct answer. I've invented a tube that can get you from the blue line to the other blue line faster than skates. Yeah, we're yeah, going to rock gonna that go guy. Under the ice and we're going to go do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. I like them in there. I want to get, uh, I, I don't know why, but I want to get Brian Burke involved in this team for some reason. Just to. Oh, Brian Burke can be the, 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 um, what's his name? The Elliot Gold guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy who kind of like arranges it. Cause like he hates. 
he hates Elon Musk for some reason because he wouldn't give him the tube. I don't know. I don't know what the motivation would be. We again, we're just doing this on the fly. This is this yeah. is why people don't like improv shows. They want to go see stand up comedy because <laughs> give me a movie. Yeah, it's Fred. Yeah, and a professional sport. <laughs> I'm hearing. I heard hockey. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's that's that's and then I, I we need we need some computer boys to like be the, the oh. hack. I don't think I don't think you can have and I don't think. An NHL player, you're basically like Roberto Luongo seems to know how to use a computer. I think that's yeah, as he's, far as I he's go. the best at Twitter, so that's that helps him. Like, is there anyone that like uses that Twitch TV thing and like broadcasts while they play Fortnite or something? That's like a thing people do, Probably. isn't it? Probably. Um, yeah, I, I feel I feel like we I feel like we've filled out most of the roster pretty well. Yeah, like, I don't know who's every- driving the getaway car. Is that a um, ta- Taylor Hall waiting in a boat? Out- <laughs> Yeah, they're in Seattle. Like you can just go right out on the water. It. Just go on. You have your license, right, Taylor? Uh, get in. Just yeah, it's fine. I'm 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 gonna pass it this time. I'm gonna use the open. Oh shit! So you oh you lift the anchor before you pull away. Ah, damn it! I screwed this up again. <laughs> oh, oh man, this is God. My bad, this guys. Is complicated. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's our. That's our oceans. I guess that's between our, that's, that's Dave and I's five and, bit. Five and the, ten. Uh, that's my favorite scene in 22 Jump Street is when they walk into the, the, the improv thing and he's just like, uh, you know, we name name something and like Channing Tatum yells out dumb stuff and then he winds up sitting next to the improv group and they're like, hey, you're the guy that kept yelling out all the terrible suggestions. And he goes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or he goes, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> he's like, maybe you guys just write down stuff beforehand because that's funny. Uh, all right. You, you, you guys joke now, but we got... Two, two more weeks of shows, and if we don't get an Eric Carlson <laughs> trade. Like that last week, it literally might just be, give us give us a book, a time period, and a profession. All right. And um, it'll just be me and Dave yes-anding each other for an hour straight. Uh, take, the, take Jane Austen and cast it with NHL players who played in the 70s. Go. Oh, boy. We'll get back to you on that one. Well, I believe that is all the time we have uh there was some sad news that um we wanted to save to the end because should mention that that, yeah that's always the best place to put the sad news but uh ray emery uh died over the weekend uh he drowned and it was extremely extremely sad um he was he was a fun uh he was he was he had personality he was one of those hockey players that had personality and that's why i think people like he was a a fun guy to watch on the ice and i i I said this yesterday at, uh, about him. He there are lots of guys in the NHL who played for a lot of years, and when they retire and they walk away from the game, you you can barely remember kind of anything that that happened with them. And Ray Emery was not that guy for sure. Uh, on on the ice, you if if you ever saw Ray Emery, you remembered him, and uh, you know for for both. The, both the goaltending and and some of the other stuff, um, on the ice he he was uh, he was a hell of an entertaining guy to watch. Off the ice, obviously a lot, lot more complicated and a lot of challenges that that he faced and was facing. And uh, it's uh, very very unfortunate to to you know anytime you see somebody uh leave us at at that age and and, you know he had a lot of a lot of life left to live and uh a lot of work left to do and just very sad 
Yeah, it was one of those ones where you you don't necessarily believe it, you know? Like, you just feel like, come on, Ray Emery. Like, that's that, that there's no way that happened. And then, and then of course, because um, Twitter is the garbage center that it is, someone did tweet something after the reports in the morning that was like, yeah, it turns out they haven't, they haven't identified who it was yet. And you're just kind of like, oh, great. But, like, really, yeah. like, nothing had changed. But, yeah, I mean, the guy overcame... You know, he had a degenerative hip condition, I believe, mm-hmm. was this was his hip issue. And, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's it's freaking terrible. So, yeah, so, and, and obviously up here in Ottawa, it's it's hitting a lot of people here hard because he, he broke through with the Senators and, and got the Senators to Stanley Cup final. Deepest deepest run they've ever had was with Ray Emery and Nett. So, uh, tough one all around, and, uh, yeah, uh, condolences and thoughts out to his friends and family and to his teammates as well because there's been a lot of a real kind of outpouring from from guys who played with him and uh, it's it's very clear that uh whatever else he had going on there there were certainly teammates who uh really loved playing with the guy and and had genuine affection for him so uh it's nice to see that in a sense but obviously under tragic circumstances yeah hug your loved ones because you never know so on that note thanks for listening to another episode of the only hockey podcast with a colon in the name and uh we will be back for two more episodes in july monday next week next monday tuesday the week after that we'll we'll say goodbye maybe we'll have like a big like season finale maybe we'll have like um you know hey remember that time in april we talked about that thing and it'll be like a clip show yeah you don't see those. Do they do those anymore on TV shows? I feel I don't like think so. Like you watch like a, like a rerun of Friends, for instance, a, a a popular sitcom from the '90s and the early aughts. There's times when you just have it on on Nickelodeon, and you'd be like, "Oh, cool, Friends is on," and it's like a clip show, and it's like, "Buddy, this show yeah. went off the air 20 years ago. I don't need a clip show. Like, don't don't show me a clip show." So we're gonna do. We're gonna next next week we'll do a clip show, and then the week after we're gonna do a very special episode where <laughs> there will be a there'll be a, an important message, and at the end, Dave will turn to the camera. We don't have a camera, so we, no. we, th- there's a flaw in my plan already. But <laughs> and he'll he'll tell you where you can go to learn more about the subject we just discussed. We'll we'll, we'll bring in Mitch. We'll bring in Mitch to come in and talk to us, as opposed to just special guest to our, star. Yeah, there you go. We never do guests. Yeah, we do. We don't do interviews on this podcast. Let's interview Mitch about hockey. Yeah. Well, we'll, oh, we'll quiz. We'll, we'll we'll quiz Mitch. We'll be like, <laughs> hey, so Mitch, uh, what's the name of that GM in Colorado we made fun of all last year and then didn't really make fun of this year? <laughs> Is it A, Pierre Dorian? You know, just... <laughs> uh, all right, we're, we're done. We, we've, we've gone on long enough. Come back next week. Pre-order Sean's book. Don't pre-order my book because there's no book to order as of yet. So, uh, yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug? Because I've, I've got nothing. No, I, I, I've not my... I mean, I've got the column coming up this week on Vice Sports. I had one on Sportsnet yesterday that's probably still there. So uh, check out both those sites and... Click on my stuff and everyone else's stuff and click on all the ads. Help help, <laughs> and the, all the, ads. help the online content injuries stay 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 around for another week. There you go. Come back next week. We'll talk we'll talk Sedines. See ya. It's gonna be good. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.